bits of the week and we've got them for you best bits of the week with morgan number two in case you're a first-time listener what we do is take the best seven bits of the week based on y'all's engagement online you know social media all the things and we count them down from seven to one there's so much that happens during the week So we want to come back here and like let you relive the top seven moments. So at the least, you're catching up on all the things that are happening with our show. And one of my personal favorite parts along the way, I bring on some of the show members and they give some more information about what happened during this segment and maybe even some things that went down that we didn't get to hear about on this show. So it gets a little juicy, maybe, or it just gets really funny. Who knows? And this week I'm bringing on Scuba Steve and Lunchbox and Let's just say Lunchbox is going to be very excited about where he's at in the lineup this week. All right, I have Scuba Steve in here with us because this week we talked about on the show that he found two dead people's remains at his home that he just moved into about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Scuba, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> we, we got a lot to talk about here, oh, yeah. a lot to unpack. So, <laughs> briefly, like, recap what happened. So, in my garage... I've got these cabinets. And so the previous owners have almost like a mini kitchen set up in the garage because they had a big family. And their whole thinking was during holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, they cook in the kitchen. But then the extra stuff, because everyone has lots of different dishes and things and people bring over dishes, they can cook in the kitchen in the garage. Yes. Well, we, great idea, by the way. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And some things we're going to keep in the house, some things we're going to remove. And we're eventually going to remove those items because it kind of takes up space in the garage. But along with that, Stove, there's cabinets and there's drawers, almost like a little mini kitchen. And I haven't gotten to all those cabinets and drawers because we just moved in a year ago. Pandemic hit. My wife got pregnant. You had a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got a big one. <laughs> a lot of things going on. So I just haven't really gotten to everything we want to get to in this new house. We just kind of moved in and just we live in it now. Um, and so Christmas lights, I was breaking them down, putting them away. And I was like, well, I could use these cabinets to store Christmas lights. It's a great place to put them. Might as well, might as well utilize them while we have it. So I'm opening drawers, putting things away, getting to certain cabinets, and then I get to this one bottom cabinet, open the door, and I see these two little, like, cylindrical black boxes. And and I was like, what's this? And so my first thing is I want to open it up. So I open it up, and it looks like a bag of sand. And then I open the next one up, and it looks like a bag of sand. And I'm thinking, okay, why the hell would the previous owner keep bags of sand in this black box? But then I'm also thinking, hey, my son has a sandbox in the backyard, and he's been playing in it, and it's kind of losing a little bit of sand because he throws sand everywhere. Okay, but like black sand. You didn't for a moment like think sand isn't normally black? Well, no, it's a black box, but the sand, the, the stuff inside, which was human remains, yeah. is the color of sand. It's, it's So it wasn't dark. It wasn't I, a weird shade. ashes were like gray. That's what I would, that's what I would, that's what I would think, okay, yeah. Okay, so it did look like legitimate sand. Yeah, it was like sand and like pieces of rocks. And like almost like, oh. almost, I'd say the best way to describe it would be sand slash like cat litter. Like that kind of texture I mean, and, and I've look. never touched human remains, well, like cremated. So like, I guess this is why I don't know, but okay. Nor have okay. I until this past week. Yes. Okay, so you find this and yeah. you touch it obviously. And then you realize like, these are dead people. Yes. Okay, and and you got the things back there out of your house, but you had mentioned something on the show that I want to really talk about. You had said that you have this kind of like sixth sense. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Okay, let's explore that. Okay. Tell me about the sixth sense that you have. Is is that what it's called, the sixth I think it's what it is, the sixth sense, like the movie. Yeah. I see dead people. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can think in my head. Yeah. I've never seen anything. For me, it's just feelings. And so what I've heard from different people 
is that there's different levels. And I guess when you get to a certain point in your life, you either can invite different the, the levels to expand. So for me, it's just feeling. But if you accept it, feeling can turn into visuals. And I've never wanted to accept it because I don't want to visually see anything. Okay, so when you feel something, tell, give me an example. So um, like, for example, when I was living in my apartment in San Francisco, I would always feel this rush. Like whenever I would not say acknowledge, but I would just kind of in my head, I'd go, I'd have a feeling that something is around. I go, oh God, it must be a spirit or a ghost or something. And when I say that internally, not, not outside, not out loud, I'm literally just thinking it in that moment when I'm feeling something, then my whole body just completely just, I feel shivers going, they say shivers down your spine. That's what I feel. I feel this like prickliness up my back, into my shoulders and into my head. Oh, I just got the chills like even <laughs> thinking about the idea that that's happening. Yeah. Okay. And then it gets really cold. Yeah. Okay. So you get, you get this feeling, but why have you not wanted to accept it? I just don't know if if I can visually handle it. Like that's the thing. The visual part is what scares me because I just, I don't, cause if I, I I feel like if I open this, you're opening the door for it to be forever. And then I'm just going to always be seeing these things and it may not be a bad experience, but I just don't know if I'm ready for it. Do you think maybe like when you get older and maybe like you're retired or something, you're just kind of bored at the house? If you're <laughs> a like, new hobby. You know what? I accept it. You know, like, do you think that could happen in your life? I think so. As I get down the road, yes. I also worry about because I have children that if any of this will attach to my kids, because I hear horror stories. Like my wife, she had a really good friend in high school where they had this ghost. His name was his name was Timmy or Frank or something, and he was in her friend's house. And everyone would always hear him like creeping through and walking and they'd hear doors slam and weird things throughout the night. And then one day somebody came into her house who was similar to me, but on a level where they were accepting of these things. And then one day Timmy was gone and then Timmy attached onto her and then went to her house. What? And then and then so he left this girl's house, no longer was there ever again. They never saw, heard, felt, creaks, nothing. And it was all at this girl's house now. So that's my biggest fear is attaching on and being a part of somebody else. Well, and you can't dictate what the spirits you'd find, right? Like, because they could be a really bad person or a really good person. Like, you don't know. You're just accepting and it's like they're all welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I imagine. But I imagine also that your energy and your your vibe would accept whatever kind of a spirit. Because I feel like I've never really had anything super negative except for the one time where I, I was telling that story a while back about in San Francisco where I had that spirit take over me and I cried. Yes. And then basically then it left my apartment. Like right now, I feel something right here on the back of my neck when I talk about it, but I don't know oh. if it's, <laughs> <laughs> this is an old building, so who knows? I, know. <laughs> I mean, hey, like people find stuff all the time. That's just so crazy to me that like you have this like gift and you don't hear a lot of people that have it. Yeah. And the ones that do, do tend to like use it in their professions, right? Mm-hmm. Like they go on to be, whether it's um, like future tellers, what's that? The fortune tellers, yeah, like fortune the little tellers. tarot cards and all that. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they tend to take that like talent and keep moving on. So it's crazy to think you have it and it's just kind of sitting there like either waiting to be accepted or like totally discarded. Could you ever get rid of it? That I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I can. I think once you clairvoyant is the word I think we're looking for, too, because there are some people who I think it's just with you forever. I think it's just who you are as a person and our soul. Like, Wait, OK, so. And and you've talked about your your parents to yeah. a little bit complicated situation. Yeah. Do you know enough about them to know that maybe if one of them had it and it did get passed to you and that's how this happened to you? I mean, my mom's side definitely know, and I know, I know for sure nothing there. They're like, 
strictly Roman Catholic. They just follow the book. They're nothing like that. My dad, though, who I don't know much about, could be some sort of, because he was Native American. So I don't know if there's some sort of attachment, because Native Americans rituals and all yeah, kinds of things. they tend to be really in touch with spirits and stuff. Yeah. From, from what I learned, I'm not well-versed in that enough to say, but I would say that they are well-versed in spirits and they yeah. do a lot of rituals. And and now living in Tennessee, Trail of Tears and all those things. Oh, yeah. And I was worried, am I going to start feeling more living here? Oh, yeah. Because we live all on the Trail <laughs> of Tears. And I was nervous and I was like, there's a lot of sadness with that. Oh, and wow. me being part Native American, how is that going to affect me? Um, I haven't felt anything too hardcore living here in Tennessee yet, but it could be my father's side. It really could be. And I'll never know because he's passed. And then his whole side of the family has kind of just shunned us. So I really don't, I don't know. Um, but maybe if I open up my mind to this, maybe somebody out there will tell me. <laughs> somebody comes and like, here's your story. Exactly. I'm going to let you know what happened. And that'd Wild. be worth it. I would actually be okay yeah. with that. I would accept that for someone to come to me and they just sit here right here in this chair and they look at me and they're like, hey, look, here's your backstory. This is why you the way you are. And I'd be like, okay, cool. All right, bye. Now, yeah. now I know. And I don't want to, ever, I don't want to see anyone else. That is my one time thing. Oh my God. This is so crazy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm just picturing you now, like now in retirement, sitting here in a chair. And one day you're like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to accept this. And then it just like bombards you and you have just all the energy of all the spirits coming up. It's what I'm picturing. Yeah. And I think that could happen because I I was talking to a guy when I was working on a radio show back in California and the host of that show had, he was really big into the whole spiritual world. We'd always have this guy on named Gary Spivey and he would always talk to callers and he was usually right on a lot of those things, but he brought in another guy that was legit, never came on air. So that's why I kind of was like, okay, this guy may be real. And he told me all these things about me that I'd never told him, never told anybody. And he was just throwing things at me, things about me, but also things about my wife's father who had passed away Wow. that I didn't realize what he was talking about. until I told her, um, and, but the one thing that he told me that always sticks with me, he's like, you have this light above your head. And he's like, there's this super bright, bright white light. It's almost blinding. And he's like, and he goes, I think that may be something that you will figure out later in life, but it may be something that attracts things to you. It could be people in this life, people in the past life, different vibrations. He's like, this bright light has some sort of meaning that you'll figure out one day. Wow. I and I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, and Bowen, he's like, you know, you never know what kind of vibrations up. I'm like, mm, maybe aliens. That'd be really cool. <laughs> that, that, that would be amazing. <laughs> Who are on vibrations and wavelengths that we can't comprehend. Now, that would be cool. And I know it's hard to comprehend and understand that. But they're out there. They are. I don't care who you are and what you think. If you think we're the only living creatures in this entire galaxy and galaxy of galaxies, you're out of your mind. See, now I really want you to accept it so we can find out if there is aliens and you could talk to them. Yes. Because that I'm here for. Like, all about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is so fun. Okay, well, Scuba Steve, thanks for joining and sharing a little bit more of your story and all the vibes and crazy things happening in your life. It's so What's that cool. behind you? No, I'm just kidding. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I have chills. I've had like chills like four different times to that, and I don't know what that means, and I'm not going to read into it. We're just going <laughs> to let it exist. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did, though. But here's a segment with Scuba Steve, and he talks about finding the two dead people at his new house. Number seven. Well, Scuba Steve found two dead people in his house. What? Have you guys heard of this? No. What? Oh. Like real dead Sco- people? Scuba Steve, our executive producer, talked the show through what happened. So I had this eerie feeling in my garage since I moved in about a year ago because I can sense 
the paranormal activity a little bit. Okay. I don't want that. He has said this before. Once a ghost like wrapped him up and like made him cry. Mm-hmm. In his car. Yeah. <laughs> and the shower. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So I had that feeling, and it had been lingering for a solid year. Well, the other day I was putting away my Christmas lights, and I have these cabinets inside the garage where I store the lights. And I'm going through each of the drawers, putting stuff away. I go to a drawer that I haven't been to before. I open it up, and I see these two black boxes. I open them up, and there's, like, sand inside of it. I'm like, who would? why would the previous owners leave sand boxes? In, whatever. I open it up, play around with it a little bit, and I look on the inside, and it says somebody's full name and the date they're born, and the date they died. Oh! The other one, same one, <laughs> has their name and the date they're born, the date they died. So I was fiddling with somebody's dead body. Well, dead ashes, ashes not body. Dead ashes. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I yeah. said dead people, not body. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah, ashes. Yeah. Still very, very creepy, and very scary. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell leaves behind these people in my garage? Well, I called the previous owner. Turns out it's the father and the mother-in-law of the previous owner. Oh. And he was like, "Thank you for finding those. We've been looking for them for the entire year." Don't you go there first? We're like, yeah. all right, honey, we're moving. <laughs> yeah. What do we get first? Mom and dad, yeah. maybe. So did you get them back to them? Yeah, I left it on the outside of the garage and told them to come by and pick it up. I don't want to see them or the bodies ever again. You had your fingers in the ashes? They're not bodies. They're yeah, not well, bodies. I thought it was, I thought it was, yeah, sorry. I keep saying bodies because I was just so freaked out. But I thought it was sand because my son needs sand in a sandbox. I figured, oh, there's a couple extra boxes of sand. I can throw it in the sandbox and, you know, but thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> and you've been feeling like there's something happening in that garage? Yeah, I always have this, like, cold brush on my back every time I walk into the garage. And I was wondering what it was, and obviously now I know it. And even in the entrance into the garage, my son wouldn't go anywhere near it. He kept pointing up in the sky near the door. And I'm thinking, what's he pointing at? And now I know it's probably those people floating around. <laughs> Do you think that you have a gift? I wouldn't consider it a gift. That's something that I would I would consider it something that, that, that I don't want. So I tried to avoid it because I don't want it. So I don't, I'm not accepting of this gift. Would you ever take a minute and sit and try to talk with spirits and see if you could actually reach out to them? No, I, I, I like the Ouija board and all that. As a kid, we'd play it and it would always freak me out. I, I, I don't want to be involved with it, so I, I, I pass. Ah. If you're listening, I pass. What was that noise? Lunchbox is trying to chicken. do a chicken Mom. Mom. Oh, it's not. Dude, you're talking about people like from the previous life. I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to invite it in my home. I have, I have kids now. <laughs> Big bad scuba. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Another week meant we had so many more guests on the show. This week we had Matt Stell in. Not only did he perform his two number one hits, he also performed a brand new song. This one was fun because Matt Stell is relatively new to the country music world and we heard all about how he got started. Plus, he shared a really fun story of a fan interaction that happened at his very last concert before the pandemic hit. So listen back to the interview plus the performance. It's all great. You're going to love it. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Matt Stell. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Let me recognize Matt for something here. Um, and the last time Matt was on, Amy, you weren't here. Nope. Yeah. No. It was my first time seeing you. I mean, other than like, I didn't realize how tall you were. <laughs> so when you were in the green room, I mean, I've heard Bobby talk about how you play basketball and you're tall, but I mean, you're tall. Like when I <laughs> yeah. looked back in the room, Six, I'm like, seven. oh, what's yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, that might be, that's like the tallest person I know. Well, and I'd like to recognize Matt because he did play college basketball, but then he came over to the house and played ball and I beat him. Oh. And I, so I just like to say that out loud. Do you remember that? 
Remember yeah. that? Was, that was a good day, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was a great day. Thank you. you know, anyway, I, I noticed that on your arm you have a bunch of things tattooed that really mean a lot to you. Uh-huh. You might ought to think about getting that day tattooed. Yeah, yeah I think so. On that arm as well. <laughs> it's a it's a real achievement day for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it was a new court. I get it. You come over, you're intimidated by my hey, prowess. You won fair and square. That's right. And it wasn't straight at basketball. Right. We, clarify. We play knockout. <laughs> Where you shoot and have to get the rebound, that kind of thing. Right, he wasn't guarding you. Right, <laughs> correct. He's, l- he's lucky he wasn't guarding me. Okay. <laughs> hey, I saw that you were picked for the new faces of country. Show. Yeah, that's a big deal in country music. Man, it was uh, it was really really cool. You know, I was actually at that show um, uh, last year and, and watching uh, my buddy Jimmy uh, play up there and a bunch of other folks. And uh, man, it's it's really special. And um, yeah, man, country country radio has meant everything to me. So that's uh, really excited. Really. Looking forward to that. How, how long are your jeans? What size is that? Um, <laughs> probably like a, a I'm going to say like a 36-ish inseam. Can you go into a store and buy jeans? Not typically. It depends now because like kind of depending on the on the pant, you know, high waters are kind of cool in some respects, which would have been really nice when I was in like high school or junior high. I would have loved for it to have been cool back then, but uh, I have a hard time getting shoes and jeans off the shelf, yeah. Oh, what size is your foot? Okay. All right. Here now we've we gone go. into a whole new area. <laughs> like a 14. See, it's a special order. That's crazy. You have to shop at Big and Tall? Um, yeah. The thing about Big and Tall is they're much more big than they are tall in those stores. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like the section for like, you know, tall folks is, is pretty small. But, uh, but yeah, you know, you can find them on the internet. That's another great thing about now is you can find it. I don't want to hit this too much about him being tall, but no. Amy did bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a Jeep, okay? Uh-huh. And I would drive the Jeep, and people would always wave if they had a Jeep. It's right. the Jeep wave. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do tall people do that with, like, fist bumps? If, like, you see somebody else really tall in the mall, are you like, hey, bud, I got you. Boom. Represent. And we can't even see because it's above mm-hmm. our heads. Correct. Like, we probably don't. It's not even in our line of sight. <laughs> yeah, it's sort, it's sort of like an eye contact thing. Yeah. I noticed that, um, actually, when we the last show we played before things shut down was in uh, New York, and there was a dude standing... He was singing every word to the songs, but he was like head and shoulders above everybody tall. And I watched him being really, um, really cognizant of that. Cause when I'm at shows, like I, I have to stand kind of in the back or against the wall or else I'm going to ruin somebody's night, you know, for, for a show. So this dude, I noticed he was doing that. And uh, I, I just, I sent him a couple beers out to the, to the crowd and just was like, Hey man, I appreciate what you're doing. I know you're singing every word, but, uh, I appreciate you not, you know, ruining everybody's time by being yourself. Uh, up here, but Matt Stell is here. Let's let's go back to the first one. Prayed for you. And I'm gonna have you play this a little bit, but let me say a little bit about this song. Whenever it was first played for me, you were basically an independent artist. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like many of the success stories in Nashville, where a big label goes out, finds somebody, grooms them, has them ready, launches this big camp. That didn't happen with you. Mm-hmm. You were this guy that I knew from Arkansas, and first I'm like, oh, cool, I'm from Arkansas. Like I, I'm pay attention to this guy a little a little more. Mm-hmm. Who was on this? Like, how would you describe the the kind of deal you were on? Like a distribution deal? Honestly, I had a publishing deal. Uh, I you know just signed a publishing deal with my publisher, and I made an EP. So you had, were just writing songs, getting paid to write songs. I was getting paid to write songs, and uh, you know the hope for me was I wanted to write songs for you know big artists and and just make my little my little niche records. And uh, we put out that EP. And it just so happened to have, you know, prayed for you on it. And, uh, man, we put it out into the world, and it, it, it's, people started listening to it. And, it you know, it's like 
it's it's really special, especially being a songwriter to watch the song kind of do a lot of that heavy lifting. And then, of course, what ends up happening is then you get people behind you that, that really believe in what it is. And, and I've got a great uh, team that does that, too, and kind of push it across the finish line. But but it's when we started out, yeah, it was just a song and a guitar and a guy that can't buy jeans in a store. Right. And that's what I wanted to recognize <laughs> is that it's not the story of, you know, a lot of these artists who are good. And somebody says, you're the one. You had to do this yourself. I did it for myself for a long time, and then I, you know, really when it started to take off was when I uh, partnered up with my. Um, you All know. right, Mr. Humble, I'm tired of you. Let's just play the dang song. All right, I'm just telling you, there's something special with this Car Matt handle Stell good. guy. I'd yeah, like yeah. to thank my teammates. <laughs> All right, let's play a little bit of. Uh, how about verse and chorus? I prayed for you. Never been one to ask for help. Need a mountain moon to move in myself. I ain't the church pew regular twice on Sunday. Quote you the scripture kind. I'm far from a preacher, but I'm a believer. Cause every single day before I knew your name, I couldn't see your face, but I prayed for you. Every heartbreak trail when all home fell on a highway to hell, I prayed for you. I kept my faith like an old King James said I'm supposed to. It's hard to imagine bigger than I could fathom. I didn't know you from Adam, but I prayed for you. Nice. Matt Stell, yeah. live. Look at this guy. Sound good. I know you moved to town to write songs, but I know you were hustling, playing shows mm -hmm. as an artist, you know, in Arkansas and then around, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the Southeast. Why move here to just write songs if the goal was to be an artist? Well, I kind of was trying to have my cake and eat it too. You know, I, I, I always knew that I was going to make records regardless of if anybody cared about them or not. You know, I just, I love that. Um, but I thought I would, I would just kind of do that, follow my muse and, I would have sort of that world, and then, you know, a lot of my heroes kind of did that and do that. Um, like Daryl Scott's a songwriter that I love, who I actually just got to meet last week. But, you know, he's got this whole life and career of, like, him doing an artist thing, and then he's written these, you know, huge songs and stuff like that, and that was always appealing to me. And, and that's really what I went in thinking, and that was, you know, that was, like, the goal. And uh, I had no idea that, um, you know, it's so cliche, but one song could just change your life, and that song changed my life almost overnight and matt is no dumb dumb you might look at him and go what a dumb dumb <laughs> yeah i'm telling you right now matt stell is no dumb dumb oh i didn't look at him and think that oh okay well good <laughs> so let's talk about this and then we're gonna we're gonna come back and play another number one for us but so you graduate high school mm -hmm. where nemo vista high school conway county arkansas pretty proud of that yeah yeah only wet county around <laughs> nice <laughs> people to had to drive to your county to get alcohol. That's right. That's what, right. My county was dry down in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. We had to drive to Garland County. Mm -hmm. I say we. I mostly did the driving because I didn't drink. <laughs> right. But we had to drive 40 minutes to get beer because it was a dry county. Yeah. Yeah. There's some counties around us now that are wet, but we, we, were, the, we were the wet county for uh, a lot of that part of the state. So we, we're really proud of that. You go to college where? I went to Drury University. You play basketball there? A hoop there at Drury, yep. Did you graduate? I did graduate. All right. After that, what happened? Um, with well, with I, school. I, yeah, with school, I uh, I went to Arkansas to get a master's degree while I was learning how to play guitar. 
Did you get that? I did. I, I mean, this is my point. Yeah. I know. One, he's way too humble. And two, he's got a freaking master's degree up okay. here. Master's in? Communication. Mm -hmm. Masters is masters. So did you want to do something in communication or really just? Uh, n really, no. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I guess you are. I thought way. for a minute, kind of, but I thought for a minute, I was really doing like rhetorical studies, more like less like mass comm type stuff for inside baseball there. But I thought I was going to maybe go into academia. I thought I would maybe get a degree in cultural studies or American studies and um, write and teach and do those kinds of things. But um I spent enough time around like academic departments and, and I was at that point getting a little bit busy playing music and I was like, eh, I'll come back to that maybe later. So I deem him the smartest man in country music. Okay. That not the case. That's what I'm saying. I'm leaving it here. <laughs> and we're going to come back. Matt Stell is here. He's going to play another number one hit that you may know. And for the first time, I believe you're going to play a song. That's right. You've never played it. Never played it. You're not it. even going to write it until we go away for break. And then you're going to write it and then come back and play it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how smart this guy is. <laughs> It's amazing. Amy, Amy doesn't know if I'm kidding or not. No, I mean, I can tell that he's super smart. I'm smart in the way that a, that a dog that can, like, fetch is smart. Like, on, on command, I'm pretty consistent, you know. Right, there he is, Matt Stell. At Matt Stell Music. So, Prayed For You goes number one. Big hit. You got to put out that second song, and you're like, oh, boy. Am I going to be a one-hit wonder? That's got to be the question. Well, yes and no. You know, that was a question sort of looking back. But at that point, as we talked about before, all of that Pray For You stuff kind of happened sort of out of nowhere. So I didn't have any expectations. I just kind of, I felt like I was playing with house money at that point. And I was like, well, you know, I was writing songs that I thought were cool. So the next thing we put out, you know, the, the team will help figure out what else is, you know, maybe cool. But I, I really didn't really feel that pressure um, because, again, like I, I didn't have expectations going into it. Now, as the song is going up the chart and I know what to expect, um, then I did start to feel a little bit of pressure on that one. But, uh but yeah, luckily we, we rang the bell on this one. Here it is, his second number one. This is Matt Stell. He's going to play Everywhere But On. It's a big old world, a saddest little town. Thought that's all I needed to drown you out. It was going to be easy. It was supposed to be easy Put some days, put some miles in the rear view A few stained lines between me and you Just a little space and time and I'd be fine I've been from Savannah to Long Beach Trying to keep your memory out of reach But there you were in the Delta Nights The Santa Fe sun, the Colorado sky I could add another pushpin to the map And don't stop me from missing you and looking back Guess it's just one place I haven't gone I moved everywhere but on There he is, Matt yeah. Stell. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're having a kind of a, a big morning here. What are you going to play for us that you haven't played until now? Um, well, I'm going to play you a song that uh, immediately when I heard it kind of changed the whole trajectory of one thing I've learned, and I'll back up a little bit, but one thing I've learned in being in this um, game a little bit on the radio side of it is that um, everything takes so much planning and so many people to make it work. And, um, you know, typically we have, okay, this date, this song is going to do this and that. And uh, 
uh, but just in in the way that um, a song kind of changed my life and trajectory in the first place, this song came along and um, just really kind of upended our plans because it was, um, it, it, I don't know, just hit me like a ton of bricks when I heard it. So uh, we recorded it and we liked what we got out of it. And um, so did the team. And it turns out this is our, our um, new single. And this is, I guess, the first time that we've we've ever played it. I don't guess. It is the first time that we've, we've ever played it. I'm 100% sure about that. And, um, yeah, it's called That Ain't Me No More. And I would love to... Uh, I'd love to do my best try on that song for you. Let it, let it rip. We doing the whole thing here? You know it all? I, I think so. <laughs> I think I, I think so. His guys are like, yeah, he knows it. Pray to God. <laughs> like, yeah, like if it's like a Super Bowl prop bet. Like the over under <laughs> that I make that we make it all the way through it's is the bridge. The over under is the bridge. <laughs> yeah, get past the bridge. Exactly. The over under is two thirteen <laughs> and a half. All right, here he is, Matt Stell. That ain't me no more. First time I ever played it. Here we go. Somebody's got her in their shirt Somebody's texting her at work Somebody's got a picture on their dash Somebody's drinking whiskey with her dad She's let some lucky someone see That knock your dad dress hit the floor She found the one and it's killing me Cause that ain't me no more, yeah. Oh, that ain't me no more There he is, Matt Stell, first time ever. How'd that feel? It felt pretty good. It felt like, you know, when you're in a, in a, uh, a flight to a, a place you really want to go really bad, but it's turbulent in the air, so you get those like kind of butterflies, and then you land, and you're like, we're here. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I got Good it. analogy. Hey, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, check out Matt Stell? Obviously, I'm a big fan. Hey, did your mom really get upset at the tattoo? Oh, she was she was real mad. What tattoo? Yeah, I, I got a tattoo on... Oh, yeah. We talked a, about it. Yeah. On my buddy's 10th anniversary, they threw this huge party in Vegas, and one thing led to another, and a, a tattoo like artist came over. And she, they did like 30 tattoos that night, including one for me. And yeah, mom was not too happy. And the one they did for you was? Um, it's a it's a quote from Galileo. It says, uh, it's just basically, and yet it moves, but in, in the Italian. So, yeah. It could have been worse. There was a guy that got busted in Florida for, I think, robbing a place. And he had the Florida tattoo in between his eyes. Like a, a, in between his eyebrows. It was the state of Florida. Huh. I mean, they have the state of Arkansas on my arm, but I can always put a sleeve over it. Right. You can't really put a sleeve over your over, over the, your, your forehead. Yeah. Like of all the places to have a, you know, you think with a mask now, you know, you can get away with a lot, but not on your forehead. I was thinking about you because I, I, I do think you're the wisest guy in country music. And are you a Socrates fan? Because maybe you could put, I am the wisest man alive for I know one thing that I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this. If I did that, uh, if my my mother would want that font to be like point five point, so nobody could see it. But I yeah, think it looked like great that. on your neck. But what do I know? That's what. You, Amy's got a couple tattoos. I do. Show her the naked sailor. Show him the naked sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. Okay, Matt Stell. Follow him at Matt Stell Music. Thank you, Rampage, your guitar player. Good to see you. Great job. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. He doesn't. He has a man a few words. Yes. Yes. He said, thank you. Thank that you. was it? <laughs> yeah. He has done his part. It's, All right, there he is, Matt Still. Matt, good to see you. You too. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
This was a pretty big deal this week. Mike D came on the show and admitted that he really wanted to be pepper sprayed. Why? We have no idea, but he did. And so much to everyone's disagreement online and all the things that you guys said, Bobby still went ahead and pepper sprayed him. So that went down and I'm gonna let y'all hear how it happened, how Mike felt afterwards, and make sure you go watch the video online because you don't get to see the visual of all of this happening when we talk about it on air, so I promise you that visual is so worth it. But here we go, here's the segment. Number five. All this week I've been struggling with Mike D, our writer, who writes a lot of the games that we do, and he's just like, please pepper spray me, I wanna know what it feels like. I didn't wanna do it, but he was gonna have it done somewhere so I said, okay, just come over to the house. We'll do it at the house because there I have everything. Towels, shower, Caitlin's there, a car to drive him to the hospital if he needs it. Everything was there. And so he comes over and you had a little pink pepper spray? Yeah. Is that yours? My fiance's. So she carries that around in case someone comes up to her. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what can, how can our listeners benefit from Mike D being sprayed in the face of pepper spray? And it hit me. Does this stuff really work? Like if you have one of these as your keychain in case someone comes and tries to mug you, do you think it would really work? The answer is, after doing it to Mike, and I'll play a clip, is yes. <laughs> 100%. Just make sure you know how to do the thumb thing, because it kind of has a safety on it. Oh, really? Thank goodness. So you don't but... just, you know, pop yourself in the, in the, the poo-poo with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no to use it, but then no, it works. Why were you craving to have this done? I just wanted to see what it felt like. Okay, so I had it. And I have the pink thing in my hand, and it's red like you're it's it is what it looks like you're shooting queso on his face oh really <laughs> it's not clear it, no oh interesting except it hurts when you breathe like i'm sh- shooting him and i'm going uh, uh, uh. and i took my hand and i went across his face three times one two three now we have audio here yeah yeah okay here is clip number one okay we are at my house right now uh, not at the radio station in case any of our bosses are listening and I am going to spray Mike D with pepper spray because... I want to be sprayed in the face to feel the sensation. There are a lot of sensations I've wanted to feel. <laughs> Never has this one popped into my mind. And you are saying if something happens to you, you are releasing me of all guilt. You are released of anything. Criminal activity. This is, this is just for me. Okay, so here we go. I'm nervous, but I do it. Let's count it down. Three. Two, one. All right. Got him right there. Okay, it's in his eyes. It's red. Oh my gosh. Oh. Woo. Look at me. Oh. Woo. <laughs> oh, he's spinning. Descri- yeah. Describe what you're feeling. It's like fire in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I can't even open them. Okay. Oh. When you open them, it makes it worse. <laughs> He's drooling. <laughs> Woo! Is that the worst pain you've ever felt? Yes. <laughs> I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> so, there you have it. He got sprayed in the face with pepper spray. Are you glad you did it? I'm glad I did it. Would you want to do it again? Oh, no. Not at all. Was it worse than you thought? It was worse than I thought, and it's not just the pain in your eyes that immediately just loses all your sight. It's that breathing it in, I think you heard in my voice there, made it hard. So I go back into my house. I'm working on some stuff, and I text Mike like an hour later and go, hey, I'm just checking in. Are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm okay. I'm still here. It's your house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're still he here? He's, like, he's like, I, I'm not leaving right now. Yeah, it took about 15 minutes for my eyes to open again, and then 30 minutes for the burning to stop. 
So would you tell people that this is a good thing to have on them? I mean, it's extremely effective. Like, you're totally out of it. You can't do anything. You're, like, completely just blind. It's intense. I need to get some to carry around. Any question for him? No, I mean, no. I'm thankful to hear he doesn't want to do it again. Because I was getting worried about him wanting to f- the sensation of pain. Because I feel like if we dug deeper, that could mean something. Uh, like, he's wanting to just feel in general. Um, but, yeah, no. It seems like it was just the thing and he's over it. Do you recommend it? For someone else to have it for protection, yes. Do you recommend someone getting shot in the face? Uh, no, do fun? not recommend it. Not worth it. You don't want to feel it. Are you... Regretting that you did it. No, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I wanted to see what it felt like. I know what it feels like, so I'm no, don't regret it. Are you still craving putting on a bulletproof vest and having <laughs> someone shoot it? I think I'm good on safety equipment. Oh, you're good now. <laughs> I'm good now. Now he's good. I he's, got my fix. He's itch. He scratched that itch. Okay. There. Hey, listen. He did it. Yeah. We learned something from it. Mike D's pepper sprayed. You can go over to our uh, Bobby Bone Show account and see a video. He put a GoPro on his head. As it was happening, so he had the footage. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> also shot on my TikTok, but his GoPro footage is, is pretty funny. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. It's always sunny and happy vibes when Kenny Chesney comes on our show. And yes, that was totally in relation to his island Kenny situation he has going on. We talked about when he became Island Kenny, plus all of his big hits. It's always a fun time to listen to Kenny Chesney talk about his entire career, which is so long, so massive, and just, it's Kenny Chesney. So, yep, here we go. Number four. Kenny, how are you? What's up, Bobby? Man, just talking to you. January, it's cold here. I always see pictures of you, and you're in warm places. Makes me a little bit jealous. Where are you right now? (laughs) I am in Santa Monica, California. It's cold here, too. Okay, I, I was looking at your Instagram the other day, and there was a picture of you, and it was like, hey, I don't remember how many years ago it was. Maybe it was 10, 20 years ago, and it was a bunch of you guys in the back of a boat, and you said, you know, this is when it all started for me, the island life. And I guess I didn't know you before you were Island Kenny, honestly. And so, you know, the first time you go and, you know, you're, you're going out to experience whatever you call the island life, did you go It's just a vacation and think this is so fun, I, I just want to go back and live there? Not really. I um over the years, I, the first time I ever went down to the islands, I was uh I shot a music video for How Forever Field, and we had a day off, and I took the ferry over uh, to the other island, and I, and Bobby, it was crazy. I was walking up the street, and there was this bar, and they had the door open, and I heard George Strait coming out of that bar, and I walked in, and 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 I stuck my head in, and um. I said, is that really George Strait? And these two guys looked at me, who ended up being really good friends of mine uh, from Kansas City, and they went, yeah, and are you Kenny Chesney? And which really surprised me because it was really early in my life, in, in my journey, as my, in my career. But um, that's kind of where it all started. You know, it was several, several years ago. And then, but the picture you're talking about was uh, on a friend of mine, Bob's boat, um, called the Hay Now, and it was uh, New Year's Day on... Uh, Oh one oh one oh one, and this this year, I think I think this is the post you're talking about. It was the 20th year anniversary of that date, and so and it did start it did start my my um, island journey, uh, if you will. Yeah, that that was the picture I was talking about. Is it you know when you go back to that home and you're there, are are there folks that live on the island that only know you as Kenny and not Kenny Chesney, the massive country superstar? Yes, and I love it. But it, it, but when they come out to the shows, you know, they they only know me as um, 
you know, someone they've seen on Allen for a lot of years now. But when they come out to a show, they're really confused because they don't know the other person. You know, and, and they're really, they, 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 they can't believe it, you know, because they just, uh, you know, they, they see me as, as, as a local and uh, in their grocery store and, and, and whatever, and they've never seen the other side. So when they do, they're really confused at what's going on. You know, you put out the song Happy Does, about to go number one, another massive hit for you. And I do want to get into the amount of hits in one second, but what is your song selection process like? Because you are notoriously good at picking songs. Oh well, I, I you know I just try to put myself in the in the place of the narrator. I, I, I you know I I have to believe that somebody out there that hears it, it's going to move them in some way. And I've got a few people around me also that that's got really good song sense. I've learned song sense over the years from Buddy Cannon and and Renee Bell when I was at Sony, and now Chris Lacey, and a lot of people in my life that that you know, help me with that. But I, I, I have to love it and I have to really live with these songs. And, and sometimes it hits me right off the bat. And sometimes I have to live with it, uh, just to know that a listener on any level is going to care about it. And, um, and that's kind of the, the mental process I go through. And like I said, sometimes it's evident right off the bat. And sometimes, you know, it's got to hit me a little later on. You have 31 number ones about to be 32 with happy does. Um, at your shows, it's, I mean, that's a lot of songs to play. Are there any number ones you leave off the list consistently? Uh, yeah, it's the, the ballads that were number one early on in my career. You know, I like every now and then we'll throw one or two of those in, but my, my life has been a little strange and my career has been a little strange because, uh, I had a greatest hits record out with 18 songs on it, but nobody knew who I was yet. You know, it was really strange. It was before the No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problems album. And we would go places, and, and we'd be, we would be opening for people, and I would do all these songs, and they would go, oh, that's the guy that sings that. And, and it wasn't until we had, you know, Young and The Good Stuff and No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problems that we connected the dots with everybody. So it was, uh, once we started getting to that, getting to that point, I really did uh, prioritize what I wanted to do in, my, in the live element. And sometimes the ballads just don't make it. <laughs> so whether they were number one or not. You know, I talk about you because you are not only legendary, but com- completely modern and contemporary. Only a few people in my entire music lifetime career have I been able to see do that, where you, you put out your first album in 1994. Do you consider yourself as contemporary as you are, a 90s country artist as well? Um, I do love that music. It's hard for me to listen to my, the music I made then because everything has changed so much. And, and, and I don't listen to it as a fan. I listen to it as somebody that created it. And I'd listen to it and going, oh, well, I, w- I would have done this different. Or I'll hear something on a radio from that, from that era and go, well, why did, why did we mix it this way or why did we do this? So I don't really listen to it that way. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, I, uh, I, I'm really fortunate and feel very grateful to to at this point in my career to still have a fire burning and to be getting songs like American Kids and Get Along and Happy Does and and all the, this this music that we've created, you know, over the last four or five years. So I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I, yes, I, a big part of my life was in the 90s, but it's also, you know, been since then. And I feel like that my audience has grown and grown since then also. And 
And um, it, it, it's funny you say that, though, because now I'll do these songs that everybody knows now, and I'll go back and do a song from the 90s, and they'll start checking their phones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know it. You know, it's, it's really weird. And it was a big record, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's interesting to see that. I got uh, two quick questions, and we'll wrap this up because I appreciate your time. I was uh, talking to Dina Carter pretty recently, who I'm friends with and love, and I know you know Dina as well, obviously. And she was talking about, you know, she was riding and you were riding at a house, and the first time that you guys met were kind of in a driveway parking lot because you were blocking her in. So the first Dina Carter meeting, do you remember that meeting, and what in the world were you driving then? I don't remember that. I thought I met her at the BMI Awards. I thought she was wonderful, and, and, uh, but maybe she's right. I don't remember that moment, but I love Dina, and her and Matresa Berg wrote one of my favorite songs ever, you know, with you and Tequila, and and it's will forever be a staple of my life. But but Dina's so wonderful. She's from East Tennessee, and and she's just uh, she's been so great to me over the years, and I truly love her. All right, one final question. Don't blink came out in two thousand seven. So, like the lyrics of the song, does it feel like the last fourteen years have gone by in a blink? Thank you very much. Yes. It has because we've been so busy and and Bobby, when you're on the road as much as we've been, uh, you, you know, like like I said, I I would I would I usually tour from uh, March or April until the end of September or first of September, um, whenever we play two nights at Foxborough. And so, however that lays. And so w- when when you're doing that constantly, and, and my life has always been like a baseball season. We've been on the road for six months and then we're off for six months and then say three of the six months off is spent preparing for the next six months on. So, you know, you do that over multiple years and all those years start running together. And yeah, it's, um, uh, don't blink. <laughs> it starts to, to seem like a very relevant song in my life. And right, there he is. Kenny Chesney. I have another number one. He is not only extremely relevant and he's still s- making setting the standards for other artists. He's also a legend at the same time. Only a few people can I say that about. Kenny, good to talk to you, bud, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Thanks, Bobby Bones. Talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Who doesn't want to see their favorite artists come together for an epic song collaboration or even an album? But Bobby shared a top list of his top choices for country collaborations and it caused so much happening on his TikTok that he brought it to the show and we talked all about it. So here we go. Listen to Bobby talk about his top choices for country collaborations and let us know. Do you like them? Is there something else you'd add to the mix? Number three. I announced the collaborations that I wished would happen in 2021. And it's got a little pickup. People wrote a few articles about this. So I just took artists and country music today and said, man, these, this is who should collaborate. The first one I put up was John Party and Dolly Parton. And here's a little Dolly for you. Like I need to play Dolly. So <laughs> we know. know. Yeah, we got it. yeah, 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 yeah. But when the, I was talking to John Party the other day, and I was like, "Hey, who would you do a duet with? Who would you like to do a duet with?" And he's like, "He's like, well, yeah, Dolly'd be cool." He goes, "But you know what I'd do." I said, what? He goes, if I could pick anybody. I said, anybody, it does not matter. He said, I'd take Celine Dion. Oh, wow. He said, I saw her live once. It blew my mind. (laughs) Can you imagine that collab? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Right? Uh, Yeah. We went, because we're friends with the parties. And so Caitlin and I had dinner with John and Summer. 
And I have a cowboy hat that I bought like three months ago. Did you see the picture online? Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, did you see it? Okay. Oh, yeah. And you, so, did you wear that? To like, dinner. Yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you Clown. what happened. <laughs> we went to dinner and I texted John and said, hey, you wearing your cowboy hat? Because he wears his cowboy hat everywhere he goes. He's working on the field. Mm. He has a nicer one for dinner. And I said, I have a cowboy hat that I spent way too much money on for one bit. I need to wear it out some. And he's like, I'll be rocking mine. So we go to this restaurant and I'm wearing the cowboy hat. And I, I mean, and as serious as a heart attack, John, we sit down and John and I are sitting, you know, kind of corner to corner to each other. And the girls are sitting corner to corner. John leans over and didn't want to embarrass me. And he goes, hey, man. So what's up? He goes, that cowboy hat, it's winter. It should be felt. He says, looks like you're on a ranch right now. <laughs> you don't know the hat etiquette. And I was like, what? He goes, I can get you a felt one for winter if you need one. I was like, no, I'm just trying to wear this because I don't get to wear it out anywhere. <laughs> But he was serious as can be. And then he goes, because he's, John's a legitimate cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, hey, he goes, hey, you like the shape of that one? And I was like, what? Shape of that hat. He goes, my hat guy can make whatever shape you need. I was like, John, I don't plan on wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> what what shoes did you wear with it? Uh, Adidas oh. tennis shoes. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's funny. Yeah. I had some, uh, I had my bathing ape Adidas camouflage, <laughs> pair of jeans, mm-hmm. a sweatshirt, and a yeah. cowboy hat. There were a couple listeners that were sitting kind of on the edge. And obviously, Caitlin and I got to dinner first because we're always on time everywhere. And so we're there sitting down. And they recognized me, but I had a cowboy hat on, so they were a little thrown. And so they waved, and I waved back, but they were kind of like, is that him? And then John walks in, and they were like, oh, okay. Now it makes <laughs> sense. But, yeah, John's a... John's a big old boy in a cowboy. He's probably six four. Yeah, he's and tall that, dude. That hat is probably another three four inches. But there you go. That's my cowboy hat story from the from this past weekend. Uh, number six in my collaboration list, I put Sam Hunt and the Chicks. Here you go. Here you go. Let's do another one. Here is uh, Tyler Childers. I put Tyler Childers on the list. And Marin Morris. Mm. Can I get a hallelujah? Here are my uh, top three country collaborations that need to happen this year. Number three, Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton. Imagine they did a song together. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be amazing. How strong that would be. Like, their vocals are all... Yeah. Uh, Number two, I put this because... I don't think they've ever done a song together, and they need to do it now before it gets too late. And that's Garth Brooks and George Strait. Oh, wow. Right? That's royalty. That's like Superman and Batman. Yeah. And I don't think they've ever done a song together unless they've all hopped on a song doing like Friends in Low Places, like when they they had like 20 people on there, the celebrity version. And number one, the number one collaboration that I think needs to happen, Dan and Shay and Casey Musgraves. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be legit? Yeah. There you go. I put seven of them up on my TikTok, Mr. Bobby Bones, if you want to check that out over there. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Another guest on the show this week, one of my personal favorites, every time he comes in because his laugh is so contagious. It was Darius Rucker. He came on the show and he talked about his latest single, which is Beers and Sunshine. He told us the famous person's phone number he has in his phone, which is... 
especially if you're a sports person. And of course, we talked about the whole IHOP story that came out of him paying for all the customers, which was actually really cool. And we found out how much he tipped on that meal, which is even more cool. So yeah, listen back to this and you're gonna laugh because as soon as Darius laughs, you're gonna laugh. I laughed, like every time. Number two, the Friday morning conversation with Darius Rucker. Darius, what's happening, dude? What's up, Bobby? How you doing, man? Hey, good. I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to lead with the story. Just my people demand it. You know what I'm going to ask you about, right? What? The IHOP story. Oh, my goodness. I know. I can't, I let, can't believe that made the news. Let me. <laughs> let me I've often said that Darius is country music's nicest guy. He's just my favorite. Been nice to me since I was 17 till today. Shouldn't even be that nice to me, but he is. And I read the story that comes out that Darius goes into an IHOP. Buys everybody dinner in the whole place. Makes the news and then makes national news. <laughs> it's it's viral. You, you're viral at IHOP. So tell me what really happened in your mind. I've done that several times at places. It, it, I was in IHOP. I was on my way to play golf with Jack. And I stopped to eat at the IHOP. And I was looking around and there was a bunch of families in there. It was, like, it was I think, a Sunday morning. There was just a lot of families in there, a lot of kids. And I was about to leave, and I was looking around, and I was like, man, you know, times are hard, and these people are here trying to give their kids. Because I remember what it meant to me if we went to IHOP as a kid. and It's like giving their kids a morning of fun and joy, and I was just like, I'm just going to. And I walked by, and I know the guy, and I said, hey, man, how long would it take you to calculate everybody's check? And he said, about a minute. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I want to pay for everybody. And, you know, then I tipped the, the wait staff, and I left. I didn't think it would ever make the news. That was shocking. When you see it make the news, are you like, huh? Well, how how does this make the news in such a crazy time when the news is, you know, just often so volatile? That's exactly what I thought. I was like, there's too much going on in the world for people to care about me buying breakfast for people at the IHOP. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was crazy. What kind of tip does Darius leave when he, when he um, like, what's the percentage on, on a tip when you pay oh, for I the- left I left, I left 100%. On the whole, so you did 100% on the 100% of the restaurant? Yes. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anybody have any other questions about this before I move? I just had to lead with that. Amy, anything? Yes, Dar- what's Darius's IHOP order? Like, had you not bought for everybody else? I mean, I imagine your bill maybe would have been like 10 bucks. Uh, but my, my order's pretty big. I like to eat when I go to IHOP. You know, I got to get the biscuits and gravy and, and you know, and eggs and all that stuff. Got to get grits, man. Come on, I'm stuffing. So it's, it's a lot of food for me. Yeah. There he is, Darius Rucker. Uh, let's talk about music for a second. Beers and sunshine. Looks like... It could be your tenth number one in country music, the Big Ten, the double digits. Uh, tell me about. I know. Tell me about how, like, once you hit ten, like that's that's how we know you're going to be around for a while. Like that matters at all. <laughs> once you hit ten, Darius, we know you're going to be here forever. How, how's that feeling? I mean, I, I, I'm, I, somebody said that to me the other day. It was going to be ten, and it really hit me. Like that's a crazy number, man. I didn't think, you know, I would have one, let alone ten. So uh, I hope we get to ten. I love this song. You wrote this song too, huh? Yeah, you know, it was a fun song to write. With, with uh, It was a fun song to write because uh, quarantine had just started. The pandemic had really just hit, and I'd come back from Europe, and I moved to Nashville. And it was like nothing to do but play golf. That's all there was. And uh, the guys were like, nobody's on their boats and stuff, and we just decided to write a happy, fun song about what was going on, and, uh, you know, I'm glad we did. Let me ask you about when you hosted the CMAs, because you've done it all on every stage for for you know, in different formats. What is it like hosting a network television show? That was pretty amazing. That was one of those things I 
never even dreamed, really dreamed about doing. I joked about it, but like, I'm never going to host the CMAs. And it was, uh, Reba was amazing. She was such a pro and such a help to me and such a great friend. We we, we had a blast. But uh, that, was, that, that night is a night I'll never forget. Did it blur to you, or do you remember the night vividly? Oh, I remember it vividly. I remember it like it happened yesterday, vividly. Because it was so fast. You know, like the rehearsal took two days, it seemed like. And then when the show went, it just went by so fast, but I remember it vividly. Did you and Reba become better friends because you were together rehearsing a lot? Like, are you closer today than you were before the CMAs? Oh, absolutely. We were friends before, and, you know, we we done some stuff together. We love to hang out and laugh, and she makes me laugh like crazy. But, yeah, we're definitely much better friends after doing all that work together. Who do you look at on your phone and go, it's really freaking cool I get to be friends with this person? <laughs> Tiger texted me yesterday, and that still makes me go, that's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Tiger Woods, I mean, man. I've known him since he was 18, and it still freaks me out. Wow. Yeah. What do you have him saved in your phone as? Uh, Eld. Oh, he's yeah. an Eldrick. <laughs> That's how you know you're super close <laughs> with someone. Yeah, when you nickname him. <laughs> Because I have, I have Darius in mind as Druck. D-Ruck. Just one word. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got you as Bobby. It's just... <laughs> you don't need his last name. You're just Bobby. <laughs> Darius Rucker's on with us. Beers and Sunshine's killing it. Probably going to be number one at the end of this week. Uh, before we go, I have a few product pitches for you. I've come up with a few ideas. I think we can invest and go into business together if you'd like to hear them. I would love to hear them. All right. Uh, number one, forget the Kylie Jenner lip kit. That's totally 2020. We're rolling out the Darius Rucker lip kit to make your limps look fuller than ever before. We call it the Rucker Pucker. Nice. <laughs> okay, I take that as a no. All right, let's go. Let's, 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 I don't think I'm with that one. <laughs> let's do the next one. How about lollipops? I love a sucker. I go to bed pretty much every night. I have, a, I have a lollipop. I posted on Twitter before. Lollipops in the shape of Darius Rucker's head. We call them Rucker oh. Suckers. Oh, right? yeah. Jeez. That's awful. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You don't like any of those. I'll give you one more. How about we open up a pizza and wings place? We call it Mother Rucker's Pluckers. <laughs> that one I'm in on. Okay, there I'm is. in on that one, yeah. <laughs> All right, our friend Darius Rucker, yeah. by the way. Uh, hey, who is it? Who's gonna, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Who's winning? Uh, the over. I like the over a lot. On points. Smart. He's not picking a team. Smart. He's picking. I like the Chiefs, but I will never bet against Tom Brady ever again as long as I live. There he is. We're going to yeah. play some Darius. <laughs> Darius, good to see you, my friend. Congratulations, good and hopefully you. i see you soon. And by the way, tell Lunchbox, don't be trying to do the stuff I'm doing. You're not as cool as me. Hey, when Lunchbox... He didn't make the news in his house. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you heard the update. He called the news and tried to tip off the story after he did it. That's awful, Lunchbox. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> oh. All right, Darius. See you, Darius. Take care, you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Here we are. We have arrived at the number one spot. Woo! Number one! I guess guess it really did work. Me complaining last week about being (laughs) number five. You were like, you know what? You're right. You deserve to be number one. And you made me number one right there where I belong. Number one. (laughs) 
Last week, Lunchbox came on the best bits, and he was in like number five for one of his segments. I was like honorable mention, basically. He was number five, which he made a whole big ordeal about. So this week, I of course had to make it number one. Though, I don't know if he knows what's at number one. I'm just excited to be number one. Like, I love being number one because I'm number one in the world. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know that you're going to appreciate this number one spot because it was your last NFL trivia where you did oh, not win. Okay, okay, really? So <laughs> what we do is wait till something bad happens to Lunchbox, <laughs> then we'll make him number one. Hey, Lunchbox, you get hit by a car. Congratulations, you'll be the number okay, one spot. Well, hey, thought- Lunchbox, you win the lottery? <laughs> Sorry, you'll be number five. That's not that exciting. I to mean- be fair, I had so many listeners like messaging me, hitting me up in the DMs, like tweeting me and be like, Morgan, if this is not the number one segment on your best bits of the week, And you know what? I heard them and I heard you. So like a combination of the two, I made you number one. Well, I'm glad that we could influence your decision on who to put number one. But this one could have been left off. This one, I didn't even want to be. I don't need to be number one. Well, we have to relive this because this is a pretty big deal, Lunchbox. It's really not that big a deal, guys. It's really not that big a deal. I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest of all time. And listen, math is not my strong suit, okay? Trying to do multiplication in my head just did not work out for me. It didn't work out. So I was, you're blaming your lack of math for this loss? Uh, that's absolutely what it is. Because I tried to do twenty times, like twenty-five times something in my head, and I was like, oh, twenty-five times, oh, three hundred and something. When it was obviously way more than that. But I did not. I mean, trying to do it quickly because I only had five seconds. Sorry, didn't have time to get the old calculator you out don't... or the abacus out. In there, an abacus thing. I, I think you're going back to like ancient times. That's what for I'm saying. Me, I so didn't have any of that in front ask. of me. So I was just math in my head. Cool. Boom. Trying to hit it. Totally wrong. Okay. So, like, not even a little bit of you is like, though, like, listener Jamie was actually really good at No, trivia. no, I don't. She was good at Google. That's all. Or, or her husband was Google? really good. Yeah. I mean, it was like five seconds. She had each time, like, okay, the same type in Google time. five seconds. See how long it takes you to Google something. Does Google take I mean, that, that long? That means you're typing like really, really fast. Okay. I mean, those typists, they, you got to do 200 words a minute to get... Typist. So now we're assuming she's a typist I, you, as well. She okay. could be. I, right. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, like we're not even worried about it. The champ is still here. I'm right here. I'm not going you anywhere. You still consider yourself the champ. Absolutely. 100%. Everybody in America... Do you at least America, think now that, like, there are females that like NFL trivia? No, they might like it, but they don't know as much as me. That's the point. They may like it, but they don't know as much as me. Well, but... The whole point was that somebody needed to beat you to prove your point. Right, they and they beat me at a math problem. You. They beat me at a math problem. Sorry. But a math problem that was football influenced. Nah, nah. I wouldn't have even known what. I would have been like two because I don't really watch football. So I wouldn't have even known what number that's to what I'm get up to. Like, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, but I, she had to have some knowledge to even get to the right area. No, no, no. She just had to ask who was sitting next to her. Hey, what's the answer? Oh, man. And, okay. Hey, ask Siri... How many touchdowns did Peyton Manning throw? Oh, wow. Guess how long that took to get the answer? Two seconds. Well, I was bringing you on here. Tonight. Because I am awesome and I'm number one. See, you put yep. the champ at the number one. Thank you. Okay. Feels good. <laughs> Feel, I, Maybe know. I need to rethink this decision of mine. <laughs> hey, who, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, the Chiefs all the way. I, oh, do, I do know who's in there. I mean, it's the Chiefs and the Bucks. Because you're from Kansas. But right? yeah, for, I mean, I have to. Even, even though I'm not a huge football fan, like, I will always root for home team. So will you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I just, like, I'd rather spend my Sundays, like, binge watching some show instead of watching football. Ooh, what are you watching? Are you binge watching anything right now? Oh, man. 
I'm re-watching New Girl, which if you haven't watched, I don't think you have. I haven't. Oh my gosh. You have to watch that show. It's like the the Shit's Creek, which you did watch, right? Oh, I loved that. That show was great because I never really watched it and then people kept posting about it. I was like, all right, I'm going to finally get in. 45 seconds into the first episode, I was all in. I was all in. I was like, yeah, I'm all about the creek. Yes, you need to watch New Girl because it's about like one girl living with a bunch of dudes and it's just like about their lives together and it is so entertaining. I'm going to tell you, I'm watching right now Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Haven't you seen this before? No, I'd never seen it and people, because I was looking for something and so we're on season five or six. It is really funny, really funny. And then I'm going to tell you a show that you're going to be like, stop it. Wait, hold on. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine I use for gifts a lot. I know where it's from and I know the show because of gifts. Like, oh, I use it yeah. all the time on Twitter. It's great. So it's funny. It's hilarious. Okay. Right. So funny. So well done. It's on what? What is that one on? I watch it on Hulu. Okay. I, I don't know. I, and I think it's still going. I don't even know if the show is still going. But I'm also watching, well, I finished it, and I don't know if there's going to be, an, I think there's going to be another season, The Detectorists. The what? The Detectorists. De- <laughs> Detectorists. Are you saying this Detectorists. Right? Okay, so is it about detectives or is it about, like, dinosaurs detectorist no metal detector guys okay it is, i would not have no, gotten no, that out no, no 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 let me tell you <laughs> like you, you think i'm crazy it's on amazon and you're like how it's so plain it's so simple it's two guys and they go out metal detecting and it is so it's a reality show basically no it's a it's a scripted show but like a real, like it's funny, like it's a reality show. Reality no, shows are scripted. No, it's not a reality show. Oh. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a sitcom. Oh, okay, so it's not true, true life. No, it's not true life. And that is, I'm telling you guys, like you are, you're sleeping on it if you're not watching well, the Detectorist. Apparently, people need to watch the Detectorist if they want to be good at NFL trivia, like lunch. Yes, I mean, listen, that's what I'm doing. When I take a break from NFL trivia, I'm watching those shows. And look, you know what I mean. When I win, when I celebrate being a champion, that's what I do. But I'll be watching the Super Bowl because you know what? That's what. Who it, do you predict to win before uh, we leave? Oh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers, listen. It's going to be really awkward if people listen to this best bits on Monday after we made our predictions and there's obviously a winner. So please, hopefully you're listening to this on a Saturday. I, I, I just think, listen, everybody loves the Chiefs. They're all up on the Chiefs. And so when everyone zigs, you got to zag. I mean, when so no, many people... everybody's zigging to Tom Brady. I know everybody is zigging to Tom Brady, but hey, Patrick Mahomes is a wizard. He is a he wizard. Is. I, you know what, Chiefs? Like, I got your back. Win or lose, I'll always have your back. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I have... That you're back too. Okay, cool. If you're listening, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, I got your back, dude. McCole Hardman, yeah, I got your back. Oh, okay. But he's honey also badger. voting for the bug and ears. Yeah, honey so. badger. If you're listening, I got your back. See, look at that. Okay. Well, so last thoughts on your last week of NFL trivia. Anything? Oh yeah, it just feels good to be the champ. You know what I mean? I'm not even worried about it. Nicole, whatever her name was, you know. Jamie, and she is the champ. Nah, she's not really, not really. Well, she is, but um, you heard it from Lunchbox again. It wasn't the math Olympics. It was NFL trivia. Congratulations on your lots win. I don't really know what to say. I'm the number one moment. Woo woo woo! Thanks, Lunchbox. Here you guys go. Listen back, and you can get some fun joy out of this one. Number one. It is time for the championship Come on. of Lunchbox versus the ladies. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, Lunchbox is 14-0 and, 0 and, and one. 1. Oh. He tied Jamie last week. She tied me. They tied each other. 
and she is back now. It's the final week of the season. It's the biggest game of the season. She went 7-0 with questions. Lunchbox went 7-0 with questions. It was no big deal. Today, if it happens, I've got the ultimate tiebreaker scenario. So we are prepared today wow. to take this into overtime if it's a tie. Flip a coin. We'll see if we get there. Oh, man. Let's bring her on from Orlando, Florida. It is Jamie. Jamie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, you've had a week to think about this. you got to be pretty proud of last week's performance. A hundred percent. All the nerves are kicking in right now, but I'm ready to go. Now, did you study before last week's performance, like looking over any sort of notes? And did you do that again this week? Yes and yes. Because you never know what I'm going to ask. There'll always be something kind of current in there. But there's always a little bit historical something, something. We do know now that she's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so there are no Jacksonville Jaguar questions on this time. This, this time. I mean, there was only two last time. Yeah. But you knew them too, to yeah, be fair. I, mean, what are, I know everything. Uh, okay. Well, what will happen is I will ask Jamie seven questions. Lunchbox will be out of the room in the isolation booth. He will then come in and answer the same seven questions. Whomever has the most right answers wins. If Lunchbox wins today, the game is retired. He is undefeated. He is the all-time champion. We have to admit he was right that no oh. woman that we were able to get on knows as much about football. And you guys all kiss my feet. That's no, not a part of the rule. No. Wait, why would you even want that? Yeah. I don't know. Just be funny. Uh, but if you lose, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah, because yeah. you said. Questions. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay. Lunchbox, anything you want to say before you yeah, walk Yeah, Cindy, I hope you choke. Her name like is a- Jamie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're all the same to me. Whatever. You what? know, another loser after a loser. I don't know her name. Jamie, I hope you lose. I hope you get nervous. I know you're freaking out because, oh, my gosh, I get to play Lunchbox twice. And you're, yeah. Lunchbox, let me let me just ask you, who hurt you, Lunchbox? Which girl hurt you? Please let me know. Why are, why are you so angry? Come True. on. I, I don't even know what that means. Why are you I'm this all... way towards women? Because one must have hurt you early in life or teens. Yes. No, no, they didn't hurt me. It's just annoying when women try to get all, ah. They try to act like they know more sports than me, and they don't. It's just annoying. (laughs) Jamie, we're going to walk him out of the room. There's also a camera on him, so you know he cannot hear the questions. Lunchbox, goodbye. Goodbye. He's pulling his headphones off. Bye, Maria. That is Jamie. (laughs) He's walking out of the room. No one likes her anyway. He shuts the door. Raymundo, when he gets an isolation booth, I'll look for your thumbs up. You just turn the radio on. Here's the thumb. All right. Ray, just thumb me. <laughs> Seven questions. Jamie, take a deep breath. Are you ready? You'll have five seconds at the end of the question. Okay. I'll ask the question twice, then you'll have five seconds, okay? Okay. Question one. How many yards is a false start penalty? Five yards. Correct. Didn't even get to answer that. Uh, ask it twice. There you go. Which team is the only one to defeat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice? Which team is the only one to defeat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice? That would be the Giants. Correct. Wow. Amy? What? Yes. No, no, Amy, Jamie. Oh, they sound similar. Oh, wow. yeah. Amy, how do you feel? I feel good. I'm like, I'm like itching. I'm nervous. Okay. Question number three. In 2006, who became the first quarterback to rush for 1,000 yards in a season? 2006, the first quarterback to rush for 1,000 yards in a single season. That would be Mike Vick. Correct. Wow. This is good. This Ray is just good. gave me the eyebrows. Like, he thinks there's some promise here. Yeah. 
Who was the NFL commissioner before Roger Goodell? Oh, that was um. Who was the Tagliabue? NFL? Paul, hold on, Paul Tagliabue. Paul Tagliabue is correct. Wow! Yeah. Wow! 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 That's amazing, Jamie. Which quarterback has the record for throwing the most interceptions of all time with 336? My guy who played for the Packers and the Vikings, that's Brett Favre. Correct. This is awesome, dude. Don't forget the Jets. Oh, he did play for the, the Jets, Jets, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. the Jets too. <laughs> got about that. Question number six. Which NFL team got their name from the date they were founded? That would be the same. Correct. (gasps) (gasps) November 1st is All Saints Day for Catholics. Yep. A fitting nickname for a team that is largely in Catholic New Orleans. Mm. Hey, at first I was like 49ers, right? No. (laughs) The 49ers would be because 1849, the gold rush in California. Not when they were founded in 1949. There you go. Um, Okay. Final question. She is six for six. This is awesome. This is amazing. How many stars are on the iconic NFL Shield logo? Ooh. I'm going to ask one more time, then you got to answer. How many uh. stars are on the iconic NFL Shield logo? Eight. There's eight stars. How do you know that? So there's the AFC and the NFC, and then in each of them, there are four divisions within them, so they represent the, the division. Wow. Correct. <laughs> Dang. Do you think he'll know that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She just went seven for seven, Oh, friends. my God, dude, she's awesome. Let's go. Gosh, let's hey, go. Hold on. Let's go. Where, where has she been all this time? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I mean, come on, it's hard to get in. I guess that's true. Okay, uh, everybody control yourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Let's bring him in. Here he is. L- 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 lunchbox coming from the isolation booth. There he is. The man, the myth, the legend. I walk in the room and you act like I'm not even alive. We're trying to just keep our emotions down. Thank you, Amy. Even though I know it's reverse psychology because you don't want me to win. And then she laughs. I know it. Are you... See, look at her. She can't even look at me. She can't. Whatever. It's cool. Are you Haters ready? hate. Haters hate. That's what you guys do. Are, you, and I'm great. Okay. So what's up? Okay. 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 Nice rhyme. I have an ally. So let's go here. And I'm great. Okay. All right. Cat and hat. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Uh, uh, are you ready, Lunchbox? I've been ready. You have seven questions. Eddie, how'd she do? She did, pretty good. She did pretty good. I, uh, uh, question number one. How many yards is a false start penalty? Five. Correct. She got that one right. Right. That's an easy one. I mean, that's like elementary school. Which team is the only team to defeat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice? Uh, it's the Giants with Eli Manning. Did she get that with Eli Manning? Well, we didn't ask her for the quarterback. Oh, I'm just asking. But, but she okay. said the Giants. Cool. Correct. In 2006, who became the first quarterback to rush for 1,000 yards in a season? Oh, man. You know who that was? He was slick. Left-handed. Your idol, Michael Vick. There you go. Wasn't my idol. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm a boom, boomer assize and left-handed guy. Well, I meant left-handed quarterback. Yeah. Who was the NFL commissioner before Roger Goodell? Oh, that's Boo! Tagliaboo! That's correct, Paul Tagliaboo. So far, Lunch has got four. She got four of four. Hey, not bad, Nicole. Oh, you'll nail this one. Which NFL quarterback has the record for throwing the most interceptions? Oh, 336. Guys, the, one of the most overrated players ever, Brett Favre! <laughs> Goodness. All right, you're both five for five. These last two are hard. They're tough, even for you. 
Which NFL team got their name from the date they were founded? Okay. Well, meaning their 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 name, their mascot is based on the date they were founded. Yeah, I understand the question. Okay. And I mean, the only one that would be is uh, Saints Day. So it has to be the Saints. Got it. All Saints. Yeah. November first is All Saints Day. You guys don't know about Saints Day. You don't celebrate. No. Do you? <laughs> I mean, people call me a saint, so yeah. <laughs> okay. She also went six for six. Well, that's not bad. That's a, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's Eddie a tough Eddie yelled one. out 49ers. I was like, that's a year, and it's 1849. <laughs> what, what, what date would 49 be? That, that's what yeah, I said. 1949. It was, it was 1849. Right, Gold rush, but that yeah. wasn't a date. Yeah. <laughs> December 49th. I mean. Okay, lunchbox. Final question. Yeah. She is six for six. You're six for six. How many stars are on the iconic NFL Shield logo? Looking at it in my head, I see eight. Is that your answer? Yeah. Correct. No. She got that right, too. <laughs> and then meow. she talked about the divisions. She laid it out a little bit. That, oh, you know, you guys get mad when I brag. No, 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 everybody does no, online. I, when, oh, when well, Lunchbox brags, so I'll just answer the question move on. How fun is that, though? No, I must I say, blow. I do kind of like you answering rapidly. <laughs> Who, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, because it, before last week, before we implemented the new time thing on him, he would have been like, well, okay, let me see. He did that a little bit with Michael Vick. Well, we have a tie, wow. folks. Yeah. Now we put together a special tiebreaker. Okay. There are three questions. Lunchbox, write your answer down. Uh. <laughs> this is crazy. Jamie, you will have uh, five seconds to say your answer out loud. In that same five seconds, Lunchbox, your answer must be written down. Okay. I, the only pro- Okay, go ahead. I'll ask the question twice, then you have five seconds to write it down. Jamie, don't say your answer until I say say your answer, okay? Okay. That got way, it. Everything's fair. I got it. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, what if she yells first. it out? No, yeah. no, yeah, she won't yell anything out. All right. Now, these are really hard questions, and it's who gets closer, right? Because you're not going to get this right. It's who gets closer. Oh. For example, Emmett Smith, here's the question. Yeah. He's the all-time leading rusher. Right, that's not the question. No, no. Emmitt Smith is the all-time oh, see? rushing the leader of the NFL. How many rushing yards did he have his entire career? Let's see, Let who, gets, see. Let's see who gets closer. Let me ask it again. Emmitt Smith is the all-time rushing leader in the NFL. How many yards did he have in his career? Five seconds. One. Time. Jamie, your answer? Um, I'm going to say 17,800. 17,800. We're going to have to do the math here, guys, pretty quickly. Uh, lunchbox? 26,000. 26,000. 26, uh, the answer is 18,355. That point will yeah. go to <laughs> Jamie. Yeah! Okay. That's tough. Woo! One point, Jamie. Okay. Question two. Lunchbox, you need this one. Amy's yep. praying right now. I'm not. It looked like it. <laughs> I'm crying. I'll pay yeah. right now. That was a I dumb answer like... by me. He didn't play 20 years in the NFL. That was dumb. Okay. I had him at 20 years. Ready. Next up. <sighs> I'll ask it twice, and then you'll have five seconds. How many seasons have the San Francisco 49ers been a team? How many seasons have the San Francisco 49ers been a team? And time's going now. Time, Jamie. Oh man, 
Um, time, incorrect. Three. You didn't answer in time. You had to have oh. your answer. Lunchbox doesn't matter what number you say. You're going to get this point. 175. Well, the answer is 75. Wait, I had 40. On, I but... thought you guys were going to tell me when to say it. I was waiting until uh, I heard go. I feel your pain. This happened to me with Steve Harvey. But I did say, Jamie, what's your answer? And I, counted, I didn't hear you say that. I counted to five. I would have at least thrown something out. Yeah. Uh, judges. She was stalling. She, she didn't was stalling. Have okay. Did the judges say you're stalling? All right. One to one. It all comes down to this. Aye, aye. <laughs> Last question. How many touchdowns did Peyton Manning throw in his career? Ooh. How many touchdowns did Peyton Manning throw in his career? I'm going to count you down to five, and then I'm going to go to Jamie. Five, four, three, two. Are you in? Mm-hmm. One. Jamie, your answer is? I'm going to say 575. 575. Lunchbox? He threw 326. 326. No way. No oh. way. <laughs> this is good. Come on. Okay. So she says 575. He says 326. That's so different. Minus. Because he's only in the league 20 years. He throws 30 a year. Peyton Manning threw a total of? For the championship. She said 575. He said 327. <laughs> yeah, so like it's whoever's closest, not going over. Yeah, yeah. going over doesn't matter. Okay. It's not Price is Right. <laughs> price is Right. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Peyton Manning threw 539 <laughs> touchdowns. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lunchbox speech. Wait, no, no, don't go to him. We go to her. She won. They don't do I that know, in the Super Bowl. I, Can you imagine? Don't you, wanna, don't you want to hear what he has to say? Right, loser, what do you have to say? Yeah. <laughs> they run out to the losing quarterback. Go. Hey, that's okay. terrible. Okay, no, hold no, no. on. Jamie, you give your speech first. You are the champion. Wow. Wow. Go ahead. What would you like to say? I'm not gonna lie. So in that in the second part of the tiebreaker, I start, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my god, is this it? I really am nervous, and I am pumped right now. All I have to say is, lunchbox, quit disrespecting ladies, quit acting like you know everything because I'm here to prove you wrong, and I did. What's up? There she yeah. is. Wow, oh, oh. a tie Woo-hoo. and a victory. Lunchbox. So what happens now? They go to the locker room of the losing quarterback, it's and the, it's, it's all—it's very quiet. The Somber. music's there. Uh, Lunchbox. I know it was a tough, tough game. You really <laughs> choked, probably. No, no, no. no I didn't oh, choke. He played mean? great. He got—he oh, played pretty great. <laughs> You're harsh, man. Lunchbox, you had a great season. Um, I'm really proud of you. I know your fans are proud of you too. Uh, did just didn't turn out the way you liked. What would you like to say? I'd like to say I'm still the greatest that uh, her husband was obviously sitting right next to her <laughs> oh, both weeks. She called in, and everybody knows that I'm the greatest of all time, and I'm the smartest man on the planet, and women can't beat me in football trivia. But they uh, just did. Lunchbox, that's a hashtag fake news because you just got beat uh, in front of everyone. Uh, how do you respond to that? I Like I just said, I mean, it was a great season, you know what I mean? She got one lucky guess, and that's what happens. And, you know, Tom Brady's lost before, but guess what? He still has the most victories, Super Bowl victories of all time, and that's what I do. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Tom Brady. You know, they once went undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl and then lost to the Giants, uh, which kind of reflects back to a question I asked earlier. Uh, you're being called uh, basically that Patriots team that had all the flair but no championships. Yeah, but uh, what do they call Tom Brady? If I'm asking you, reporter. No, no one said No, no, you were what Tom do they Brady. call Tom Brady? <laughs> they, 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 we called you the Patriots of that year. No, they call me Tom okay. Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, Lunchbox did not win the championship. He did play a good season. Jamie is the champion. Yeah. All hail Queen Jamie. 
Jamie, 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 Jamie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all are the best. There she is, our champion, Jamie. Wow, she's okay. the goat. There she is. Wow. She okay. can't be a goat. She has one win. That's a big one. She only played two games, one win, one tie. Yeah. Great. What's the win percentage? Better than... Not better than 16, one and one. Yeah, she never lost. Yeah, dude. She's undefeated. She's... <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to hang out with us, especially hearing Lunchbox go on and on some more and Scuba Steve talk about all of this vibes. Oh my gosh, so much happened today. Not only did we break down what happened during the show this week, that was really cool, but we got to hear from two show members and it's just all fun. Like we're just out here having fun. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things at Bobby Bones Show. You can also relive so many of these moments at bobbybones.com. We put up all kinds of videos. So if you're like a visual person like I am, then totally go up there and watch. And don't forget, you can follow along with me. I post random TikTok videos and videos of my dog and my single life. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you can follow me. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at WebGirlMorgan. Thanks. I love y'all. Bye. Hey, y'all. It's Luke Bryan, and you're listening to the Bobby Bones Show. Mr. Bobby Bones.